0: You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our guest speaker. To learn more about us, please visit HarvestBibleOnline.org. I want to ask you, kind of start this this whole message off with a question. Because this is going to kind of just locate all of us. Because I've been guilty of this as if time says... And the question is this, are you waiting on God? Are you waiting on God to move in your life? Are you waiting... Like, like I'm just waiting on God. I'm believing God. I'm waiting because, to be honest, it's we're we're our our focus is off because God is actually waiting on us. Okay, God is waiting on us to respond to the Word of God that He's been revealing to you on your daily when you read your Word daily. Hopefully, you do. I mean, it's so simple now that I mean even if you can get annoyed by different Bible apps, it'll ding and, and give you a verse of the day. So even if you're lazy, you can read one verse a day, okay? I'm just you know, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? I, I, like me, I like to eat. I, I mean, I, I'm lucky I have a fast metabolism, but if I eat more natural food than I eat spiritual food, then I'm kind of out, out of balance. So I like to read chapters so that I can eat whatever I want, as much as I want, snack during the day. You know what I mean? Stay, stay in an attitude of prayer. You know, I'm constantly looking up scriptures and different things. On purpose. Why? Because every I I've developed a lifestyle where things trigger the word. You know what I mean? Rather than rather than getting nervous or having anxiety or getting depressed or different things like that. Now you're telling me that, that none of those feelings ever come? No, I'm telling you that I identify every single one of these. <clears throat> and I stop it with the word. <laughs> okay? <clears throat> because I mean, one of the. I'm just going to take you through a little Bible study this morning, you know, because first, the first kind of point. And I don't know if I have points or what, I just kind of have statements, and then scriptures to back up the statements. And then we'll just kind of, just kind of preach if that's cool with you, you know. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this off. Kelly, will you take that? So yeah, being sacrilegious, teaching, preaching in a T-shirt. I said, "Save not soft," because I'm not soft. You guys have already experienced that this morning. I'm in your face. I don't care. You know what I mean? It's kind of funny. That's One of the things that I loved about youth ministry, because if I could tell, if I could get a kid to believe it and actually experience it, like they start getting their prayers answered, you could tell them, well, you'll grow out of that, honey. Things just don't work like that. They'll look at you and go, you're a liar. You're like, you don't talk to your elders like that. It's like, yeah, but which one do I do? You know what I mean? They'll rebuke you or do <laughs> You know, you have to teach them, but I'm just saying they, they know, and they carry that with them for the rest of their lives because they experienced it. They already tasted and seen that the Lord is good. So what you say, they, they say think, you know, it's another one of the things they don't know what they're talking about. You know, now, as you grow up, you realize your parents knew a lot about what they were talking about. But in this case, I'm saying that would be the case where it's like, Hey, if you try to tell me that my fire has to go out, if you tell me that my fire has to, you know, that I, that I can't be bold in the name of Jesus Christ. That if I, I can't lay hands on the sick and literally see him recover, that if I can't cast out devils in Jesus' name, if I can't actually, you know, when I lay hands on the sick and I watch him recover, if I can't, com- and we're, I'm going to get to this at the end, but if I can't fulfill the great commission almost every single day, then yeah, you're, you're, you're ignorant. I can and I will. Why? Because I live on mission. I expect God to put me in opportunities every single day. I expect Him to put me in places where I'm going to feel uncomfortable, and I have to have a either I have to have a holy dependence upon Him. Because what is humility? Humility is a, to be humble. Is not poor. It's not poor and pious. To be humble is literally wholly dependent upon God. That's why when you look at and say He's not humble. He's cocky. No, he's not. I'm confident. I'm wholly dependent upon God. I know for a fact that God's going to back me up. If God's before me, who can be against me? If my spirit is convicting me to move forward, I know that God's behind it. If my spirit says don't do it, I stop because He's not going to validate it. But I'm led by the Spirit of God twenty four seven. I'm a twenty four seven. I'm a Jesus Christ gangster, man. I mean, that's what it is. It's all about it. I'm not backing down. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's the whole thing. When you, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s and coming from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, then to Stockton, and in different things, it's just, you know, like, what set you from? You know, from heaven. He says, I'm not of this world. I'm an ambassador for Christ. It's not I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. I've been bought with a price. So that's what it says it's so, so there, and it 's no longer I that lives. <clears throat> yeah. What am I doing with what God has given me? <clears throat> you know God, when God saved you he didn't just the cool thing is is that it wasn't it wasn't about a hell issue it wasn't like, oh i don't have to go to hell no more. no, because he who practices sin is not of God and shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. I know we don't like that scripture. we like the one that says, you know for the Lord, he is good, and his mercy endures forever. <laughs> but, the fact, but, the, but the reality of it is, is that we're not, he's called to save us from ourselves. He said, listen, I'm going to come. I'm going to save you. I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence speaking in other tongues. I'm going to give you that, that, that supernatural power to access. the Because Jude chapter, Jude, there's only one chapter. Verse 20 says, building yourself with your most holy faith. Okay? So if you don't I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to go through the through life with and not their most holy faith. And the thing is, is that it's just like it's just like anything else in life, okay? When it when it comes to just natural things, meaning, well, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, but I but I don't speak. You know what I mean? How? you know what I mean? Say, well, I'm, I'm very prosperous. How do I know that you're very prosperous? By the truck or car, house, things that you live in. There's byproducts. How do I know that you're filled with the Holy Spirit? You speak. You're so full that you have to have a response. Okay? And I'm not trying to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to scare nobody. But it's real. It's legit. Okay? It's, it's where the power comes from. God, the Holy Spirit, the Lord God, our creator, Lord, create again on the inside of me. He's, it, Lord, God, the Holy Spirit, is the one that creates in you. God's the one; the Holy Spirit's the one that leads and guides you into all truth. God, the Holy Spirit, is the one who is literally here. God's in heaven. Jesus left, went to sit on the right hand. God, the Holy Spirit, the one that you need to have holy dependence upon. Like you have to have the you depend on that. You depend on that still small voice that says. It doesn't feel right. Should I go this way or this way? That doesn't feel... Oh, I have peace. We're going that way. It's simple. There's still a small voice, he says. Apparently, I'm preaching. My computer shut off there. Okay. First John 4, and, it, and 4 is really... But I, I want to try to read things a little bit in context. It says, Beloved... First John, so first John 4, 1-4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, <coughs> but test the spirits, whether they are of God... Which means everybody that says, you know, can I pray for you? And they pray something stupid. Or every time somebody says, I got a word from God for you. And they say something that's just kind of like, or maybe it does make you feel really awesome. But there wasn't an ounce of scripture in it. Don't hang your life on that one. I've been there, done that. We've had people say shit, nice things to us. And then you're waiting. You're like, I'm six years later. I'm still waiting on that. You know what I mean? Like that's, but then you judge. So judge everything according to the word of God. Okay, it says whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out into the world, but this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Verse 4-4 four, four is so powerful. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And I'm not going to take you there, but I've preached it a lot here. And it, it, it is a prayer to get a revelation of really what's going on. <clears throat> Set your Bible every morning. <clears throat> And read Ephesians chapter 1, 15 through 23. And inject your name everywhere you know you're supposed to. God, give unto me a spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of you. That the eyes, my eyes, the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. That I may know the hope of my calling. The greatness of the inheritance in the saints. Also, Father, the greatness of your power. And I add this part. That resides on the inside of me. The same power that raised Christ from the dead. Show me Lord how to release that in my life and to release that power to others. Resurrection power. Amen. The same power that seated him at the right hand of God the Father above all mind dominions in this age and that which is to come. Alright. That's that's what's lived when you get saved. That's the power that comes and lives and buys on the inside of you. The power gets in, gets put on the inside. Of you. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, he teaches you how to release the power. You know what I mean? It's an amazing, it, 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 it's, a, it's amazing. Okay, so check this out. Well, <clears throat> you and I have power, love, and a sound mind. And this is really important because right now, you know, you got so many conflicting things all over the world. And it's just always just kind of, it's just interesting these, right now. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, it just says this. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if you're fearful about anything, okay, <clears throat> fear, you know, comes in many forms, but you're just saying, I just don't know. I just don't know. Okay. Well, then we need to just stop and say, what do I know? Because here's what I know. Okay. And I'm, I'm ch- telling you things that we do on a daily. Okay. Not, not, you know, this, you're like, well, it's easier said than done. Exactly. But I do it. So I know you can do it. Okay. Because again, I'm not, no one's anointed to live. Uh, the Christian life uh, any greater to a greater degree than anybody else. Now you can be anointed to preach it but you better preach what you live or else you're going to get in trouble. In the Old Testament the false prophets got stoned. In this, in this day and age we, you just get exposed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which is worse. But anyways it <clears throat> um, says not a spirit of fear. But what have you given me, Lord? A spirit of power and of love, and a sound mind. Need to meditate on that, especially if you have more fearful thoughts than you have thoughts of power, of love, and a sound mind. You know, if you have problems sleeping, this is it says that whoever's mind is stayed on Him, I will give him perfect peace. You're like, well, what does that mean? You know what? I take that as a child. I take that scripture literally as a child. I try to imagine, it says no one has seen the face of God and lived, so I don't even try to imagine his face, but I try to imagine the throne. To, I have a really good imagination. So I think that the streets of gold are there on purpose because they go to the throne room, and the, and the gold rises up into his, the seat, and, you know, and he's God, right? So the, 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 the pillions are out of diamonds, but they're soft because he's the only one that can make the hardest stone soft. You know what I mean? Everything that we hold precious and beautiful, I, I try to picture that, and I sit, picture him sitting on it. Because it says we're made in his likeness and his image. So I picture what I would picture, you know, God would be. And I go right to sleep. But you didn't meditate on the word. No, I, I just did what I felt the word told me to do. And I fell asleep. And I do that all the time. I've done that a lot. That's, and it, it, that's how it helps my kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, here, use your imagination. How do you think it looks like? All right, because you have the power of love and a sound mind. And why do you have the power of love and a sound mind at the same time? It's because you, it's due to the scripture that you hide in your heart. You know, your level of effectiveness, the, 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 the amount of victories that you have in your life. If you're going from trial to trial to trial to trial, that's kind of a unique life. You should be looking at it as victory, 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 all right? But you should have sustained times of just, man, life's good right now. Why? Because you're hiding the word in your heart. You're being sustained. <laughs> Satan, don't, he don't want to mess with somebody who's empowered. He want to mess with somebody who's confused. He's the author of confusion. Somebody who just listens on Sunday mornings and just kind of listens to everybody and just, I don't know, yeah, maybe that's true. Oh, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's, yeah, those people are defeated. But somebody who says, I don't know if that's true. Let me, I need to do some research. then the Holy Spirit leads and guides them under the truth. Then they know. Yeah, I think that's true, but I still want to validate it. Okay, yeah, it was true, and it is true, and now it's mine. You know, it goes on, that's how it works. You know what I mean? Because you can't live on somebody else's revelation. Pastor Mark believes in divine healing. If none of you believe in in James chapter 5, then no one's getting healed. You can just write that one down somewhere and say, "I need to read that." <laughs> you know what I mean? So check this out. Scripture of the child'. Second Peter chapter 1, 16 through through21 says this: "For we did not follow cunning, devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty." For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So if you, if you don't read a lot of the Bible, there's a whole passage where the disciples were with Jesus. And they got to see Jesus, you know, talking with, with two prophets. And then whenever they were like, whoa, God interrupted them trying to tell them that they wanted to build an altar And God said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And so it basically validated what they believed, that he was the Messiah. Don't turn off. All right, he says, and we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place, Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart, knowing this, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation, meaning it's not for somebody else to know and not for me. It's for all of us. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. All right, check this out. Scripture is a more sure word of prophecy. And I honestly wholeheartedly believe this. God's never going to give you a word for yourself or for somebody else that's not a scripture. There's going to be scripture in it. You may elaborate on something, but your concrete foundation that, you, that you're trying to build faith upon, the faith house that you're trying to encourage somebody is going to be the word of God. Because this is the other thing that I've experienced in my life. Anytime that I've gotten a dynamic word from God, I had to remember that dynamic word from God. Because Satan came three times as hard to try to get me to give up. So I don't chase anybody prophesying over me. You know what I mean? If somebody's got a word from me, I get real nervous. I'm like, okay, you'll hear me. I'll pray under my breath. I'll be praying in tongues because I'm like, let's see, let's see if, he's, if this guy's really got something. Because if he got something, I know. Because it's always Confirmation. Nobody's ever given me direction through prophecy or anything. I've never gotten, and here's the crazy thing, you know, Pastor Mark's also my father, but I've never gotten direction from my pastor and even from from my father. My father's encouraged me to go different routes, to pray on things, to do things. He's validated. That's what he's always done for me. And I say, hey, this is what I'm hearing from the Spirit of the Lord. Judge this. Yeah, that seems good to me. I, I have peace about that too. I think that's a good thing for you. Nobody directs my life but the Holy Spirit. You know? Also this, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says this, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God, meaning mankind, you know, this man and woman, of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. <clears throat> and why? Why do, we need, <clears throat> why do we need to hide the word at the same time? Because that's what we have to be de- decreeing and declaring over every situation in our life, over our lives. That's where our vision is even going to come from God. So, you know, and when we write it down, it says God's, and this is it, is because God's word never returns void. Amen. That's why it says, let every man be a liar and every word from God be true. In Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 is where I I get that phrase. It says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth That it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Which is why we're always searching for a word from God to hang our hat on. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. How does the joy of the Lord? The reason why you get the joy of the Lord is because when you get the joy of the Lord is is my strength, because now that I'm, I'm joyful, I have strength to receive from God. It's an amazing thing. And I I, I love this because Joshua chapter one, verse eight puts it as plain as day. Okay. It says, this book of the law in the Bible shall not depart from your mouth, meaning it shall not leave to the point where you're not, you're not speaking it. You have to, you have to speak to everything in your life and recognize for what it is. Not everything's a demon, not everything's a devil, but at the same time, rec- recognize if it is. Recognize if it's just, you know, uh, <clears throat> lazy. Recognize whatever it is and just speak to it. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta speak to it. And it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Meditate means to mutter, means digest the word, okay? You, you come across the scripture, you may even have had a, a goal to read the whole chapter. You get four verses in, and you just can't get past that one, stop. Meditate, dissect. Check out the key words that that are popping off on you. Get that engrafted into your spirit, okay? Because that's, it says you shall meditate in the day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. And that's the biggest thing. You know, I tell my kids all the time, listen and obey. If you don't listen, you can't obey. It's the same thing in the kingdom of heaven with God. I read the words so that I can listen, but I have, to, I have to read the whole thing. I can't go half scripture, get so excited and run off because then I can't obey. I didn't get the full instruction. And he's going to honor the full instruction. Okay? <clears throat> for then you will make your way, pro- wait, no, it should say, for then God will make my way prosperous. But it doesn't. It says that all the responsibility is on me. That if I do things God's way, I will make my way prosperous because I'm in obedience with him because he's going to be constantly leading me to still waters and green pastures from faith to faith, from glory to glory. <clears throat> and you will have good success, success. However you define, define success. I'm pretty sure it's all going to be similar. And then in Psalms 107:20, he says he sent his word and healed them and this is this is one of the coolest things and delivered them from their destructions so kind of when I was just talking about <clears throat> earlier when I talked about you know when we were young and you know they gave us credit cards and then next thing you know you're thousands of dollars in debt and you have to repent ask for forgiveness and then <clears throat> work God's system, and you know, in, in those times of, of plenty, it's very hard. It's very hard to be like, "Well, this is my increase, no, it's, it's to get you out of debt." <laughs> it's to get me free so that if God does ask me to go to take you know, two weeks off, because I get totally moved by one of the guest speakers here that does international ministry, and I want to go help them, I'm not slaved to my job and my bills. I can actually go have a life-changing experience and experience God in all of his glory for me because my obedience, you know, if he said, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. I like eating the good of the land. Prerequisite, okay? He says he sent his word and healed them from their destructions. Because here's, here's the kicker. Mark chapter 16, 15 through 20. And you all have to, understand, have to understand that this is not a suggestion. If you call yourself a Christian, believer, you know what I mean? Now, if you're still just seeking, okay. You say, I'm just, you know, I'm not. <clears throat> but the thing is, is that seekers don't get the benefits. Believers get the benefits. Because believers believe God's word is true and they act according to. According it says that, you, you know, <clears throat> faith, is not, faith without works is dead. We're not saved by our works, but it says that my faith makes me have a corresponding action. Yes. Meaning, my faith causes me to do something for others, causes me to do something f- for, my own, for my own benefit, so to speak, from God, because God's leading and, and guiding me. In verse 15, he says this, And Jesus said to them, that's the he, okay go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature alright so if you so, so just for, for, for comedic relief or whatever and, but, uh, but I mean this if you need to practice getting out Romans 10 9 and 10 and witnessing just use your dog okay I'm just saying just start praying over that dog just say hey we need to talk hang on you know Jesus I want to share something with you. It says, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, they overcome. So I'm going to tell you my testimony one more time. I know you lived it with me, but you still, you, I'm just happy you can't talk and tell me you've already heard it. So let's talk about this again. You know, you do laugh, but it took us 12 years to have Hawkins. So for six years, that, that English, that American Bulldog and her Staffordshire Terrier were drenched in tears and and prayers and conversations that that we didn't want to have with each other and that we were, you know, we were having with God. But, but, but I, I did that. I used that, that crazy dog, you know what I mean? <clears throat> like, hey, you know, I just got to talk, you know. <clears throat> and I don't need no one yelling at me, telling me that I'm stupid or not in faith. Or Let's just talk a little bit, you know, I'll, you know, repent and pray. And so, you know, that's, that's really the only reason why that dog passing away hurt so bad because Kelly keeps bringing home animals like, you know, I don't know how many, but, uh, <laughs> right. She, she sent me a meme like five years ago that I saw yesterday and it was, it was comical. It's, you know, it says, whenever my family gets mad at me for bringing another animal home and it's this chick going like this, like, I could have been a drug addict. You don't, you don't realize how lucky you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we saved a lot of money. Okay. So, <laughs> you know. No, love animals. All right. Where was I at? It says, um, and he he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. All right? And these signs will follow those who believe. So here, do some self-evaluation with me this morning. All right? Because you need to be able to, to, to... you need to be able to, to be ready to do these things. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. All right. <clears throat> so then after the Lord has spoke to them, he was received into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And I want to wait. I want to pause on verse 20. But hang on, because I do know that you say, OK, there's some weird stuff in there. And I agree with you. Okay? We're not passing out snakes, don't worry. It's not, you know, they shall handle serpents. But what I do remember is after I read this, okay, check this out. Because this, even if this, I believe that God would put this in here and have, and have uh, Mark give an account just for the fact that it acts. He knew that the Apostle Paul, when he, when he was shipwrecked as a prisoner and he was built the fire as everybody, and that viper came out and bit him and the, all of the natives said, oh, surely he's a murderer. And the gods are judging him. He can't get out of this. it's over. And he shook it off in the fire, and the snake died, and he did it, and they said, "You're a God." And he said, "I'm not a God, I'm a man of God." And they took him to the priest, or not to the, to the chief, and the chief was sick, and he laid hands on him, and he got instantaneously healed, and every single person listened to the gospel and got saved. So I look at this in this context, that if something evil or Satan is also referred to as serpents. So if he's trying to mess with your life, it says that you will, <clears throat> it will no means hurt you. You will take them up, and if you drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt you. <clears throat> you will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. I gave a testimony a few Wednesdays ago about that, about how the Lord turned my anger into an opportunity to pray for Somebody. And I, we even had a language barrier, and I had to use Google Translator on my phone. Because I was in there for work, for a drug test, like a P-test, when you get, you know, you get randoms and different things like that. They just want to make sure you're doing good, and this was for a new job. And so, but I happened to send me to some, like, hospital place, which was kind of odd. But anyways, it was by design. Because a dude came in that was completely... I mean, I thought, he ran, I thought he was late for an appointment because when he sat down, I was on my phone, and I made a bad joke. I was like, man, you run a marathon? And he's just like, oh, no. And I'm like, and then, then when he got up, because they called him out, um, I realized, oh, geez, his back is jacked. Like, I felt really bad. Like, I was really insensitive. And uh, I, was, I was waiting for this, for this P-test because I didn't realize that they were waiting on me to come tell them I was ready. So I sat in there for an hour. <laughs> And so I'm getting angry. So I'm like, come on. Like, I keep looking at him. am like, what, what's going on? And, uh, <clears throat> but the Lord told me to pray for him. And so I, so I said, you speak English? He said, no. I said, can I, you know, I did this. I said, can I pray for you? And he said, he did it back to me and said, yes. And so I prayed for him. Because I asked him if he spoke English. And he said, a little bit. And um, so I laid my hands on him and prayed. And that's when, you know, he said, thank you. And then the Lord told me, you, you know, a few minutes went past and he said, pray, you got to pray for him again. And I said, pray for him again. And I said, no, because he didn't even understand what I said the first time. And so that's when I said, well, if I'm going to pray for him again, I'm, so I'm going I'm to use my phone, that Google translator. And I said, so I, what I did was I typed, I said, this is what I prayed for you. And I handed it to him and he read it. <clears throat> and then he was all, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Then he knew what was going on. Because I could tell that God touched him. Was he supernaturally healed? No. I mean, I would have loved that. That's what I'm always looking for. Because I'm being obedient. So I'm expecting whatever God, however God wants to validate the obedience, it is what it is. <clears throat> you know what I mean? <clears throat> okay. Getting back to this. But that was the, the kind of the, the lay hands on the sick. You've got you to step out. You've got to be willing because you're a child of God, are you a representative of God or not? Do you you can't say God? I want all of the prosperity message, but don't I don't want none of the obedience teaching. <laughs> I want to be so rich that I can just watch church online on my yacht because you know that's acceptable. <laughs> that's that's bull hockey because to collectively the the the, the <clears throat> corporate anointing yes. is stronger. That's where you get your knees met. That's where the Holy Spirit moves and I'm rushing mighty way. He told them go. He told all of them go stay, go up to Jerusalem and wait until the Holy Spirit comes. He didn't say go to your houses and chill. Wait for my Facebook text. I'll let you know. He said no. He said go. They were all together. He said praying in one accord when the Spirit came in through a rushing mighty wind. And spirit of flame left, sat upon top of their heads and they all spoke in tongues, glorifying and magnifying God. The corporate anointing. That's why this whole, this whole thing is trying to separate us because we are tremendously powerful because the scripture says this, when you see the day approaching, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You know? And check this out though. After, after he said, you know... <clears throat> They talk, he said, then the Lord, yeah, he spoke to them. He was received up, right? In verse 20. And it says, And they went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs, Amen, which means so be it in my life. He's given you and I a specific commandment. Jesus did when he left. He said, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, you're going to call yourself a believer, get the word on the inside of you. Because it's going to affect you. It, the law of spiritual life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Provision comes to someone who's on mission. We don't give money to anybody that's not doing something. We don't invest in something that we think is going to fail or go stagnant. <clears throat> so, are you investment worthy? Are you, what are you doing with God, what God has given you? with your testimony. The blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. All right? Because check this out. Hopefully I'm not going too long, but in um, Acts chapter 6, okay? <clears throat> in verse 8. So the whole, the whole kind of chapter 6, but I, don't wanna, I didn't want to take that the, the whole amount of time. So there was, <clears throat> in Acts chapter 8, it talks about this guy named Stephan. Stephen. It says, Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. So, Stephen, uh, if I could just talk and try to talk fast enough without reading. So, basically, people were upset because the widows, and I think it said the widows and the Hellenists or whatever were, were upset because the distribution of the food, things weren't being handled correctly. Some were getting more than others and all of this. So, so it was in disarray. And the apostle says, we shouldn't leave studying the word and prayer. To handle this business, we need to appoint some guys. So it said this phrase, the whole multitude. So the first miracle was the whole multitude was in agreement. Okay? That was the first miracle. The second one was they said, it's funny because they named seven people, and there's only one guy that they said, and Stephen, a man full of faith and power. It was, I think it, that was in like verse 6. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 6, 5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. And then it says they recognized that on him, as he was the, he was the man for the job. Probably the, he was probably the foreman over the other six, you know? I would, I would only guess. I don't know that. But it says in verse 80, he's referred to it again. And Stephen, full of faith and, faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Pastor Mark can't win the city by himself and for you trying to just bring somebody here for him, you know, like, I'm too lazy and I'm too scared to witness. You know what a pastor is for? It's equipping the saints to maturing, maturing. So you should be getting people saved and then saying, listen, you're not going to make it if you're not discipled, so you get to go to the same place that I go, and we'll learn about the word together. And at the same time, I'll share with you what I've already learned. Because I'm responsible for you, like a baby. Because God's there's divine connections. There's people that won't listen to anybody else. That's why he says, he says, pray for the Lord of the harvest to send forth labors into the harvest. Because your family won't listen to you. So if you're praying for somebody to come across their path, so that they'll get right with God, then you need to be that person that somebody else is praying about for their family and get them their family right with God. Yes. And there's no better way to do that than the Great Commission. Maybe they have a cold. Maybe they have something like, oh, COVID. Screw COVID. The law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law and sin and death. I can't die from that. When we first, Kelly and I got that in February of last year before it came out. But when all the symptoms came out and everything that happened, I said, babe, read this. Like, praise God, we didn't know because everybody around us would have freaked out. But we were, you know, I mean, you're not feeling well, so you stay in your house. Usually when I get, when I feel ill, I have what I, Brother Hagin, somebody put Brother Hagin's healing scriptures online. It's called God's Medicine. What I do is I play that YouTube video. It's like an hour and 30 minutes or 20 minutes, 20 something. And all he does is read healing scriptures. There's no preaching at all. It's just healing scriptures. Why? Because we read, he sent his word and healed them in Psalms. I don't need your opinion right now. I need just the word. I usually kick butt of everything within 24 hours. That's usually all it takes me. When we got hit with that in February... It took me three days, and I was angry. It took Kelly five days, and I was just mad because I said, no, Lord, this is not, like, where am I missing it? How have I short-circuited? How have I not, you know what I mean? Then all the stuff came out, and then it said it's supposed to last 14 days. I said, woo, thank you, Lord. I got a miracle. We did good, God. You know? Because I was upset when I was sitting there, and I couldn't breathe, and it was like pneumonia. You know what I mean? It's a low-grade pneumonia, the, the original one. I don't know the other one, but you know. So it was like it was frustrating, but I, but I once I got that information, yes, I celebrated because it can't. If you combat it with the Word of God, it's not sheer will. It's not it's not trying to make a you know self-deceive yourself. Lord, your will be done on heaven and earth. If I'm supposed to die, I'm supposed to die. Well. Let me give you a hug, please. I don't want any regrets. Because I want you to take the Lord at his word. Because, let me just do this real quick. Let me grab another one. Because I feel impressed. I'm sorry if I'm preaching too long. Because I need to pray for a couple people. Um, no, I don't want message version. Uh, we'll take that one That'll fine. I think. Hebrews 6, 18, and it says this. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold hope, hold to the hope that lies before us. God cannot lie. That's why I'm saying it's not about a sovereignty. It's not about, he is sovereign, but his word, Will accomplish whereunto it's sent. My favorite scripture in the entire Bible is Second Chronicles sixteen nine, and I could quote it, but I'm going to give you a chance to look it up if you want. But I'm going to as soon as I get there, I'm done. Second Chronicles sixteen nine. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. <clears throat> And then the rest, the other part's kind of in context is what's going on. But it says, you know, you have done so to read now and you all shall have worse, but it says the eyes of the Lord. You know what? In Genesis 1-1, it says the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the whole earth when it was without void. The Holy Spirit's looking for you. saying, who's in faith? Who can I respond? Who can I do something supernatural for? Something that, that, that cannot be explained. Who's expecting Because we've heard Pastor Mark say for years, your expectation is God's invitation to move in your life. I expect him to move every time I open my Bible. Every time I hit my knees in prayer. I'm expecting to go from glory to glory and faith faith to faith. And that's the biggest thing. Because I really don't know... All about you guys, but this is what I want. I want to be recognized for the glory of God that's upon me due to my diligence in the work that he has called me and the amount of word and prayer in my life. I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. There's a gown of salvation and a robe of righteousness. Don't go there unfitted. Get your robe. Settle in your heart today that the Great Commission is not a suggestion. He's literally telling you, get off your rear. Stop waiting on me. Everything was done at the cross. Everything's been paid for. Everything's done. I'm waiting on you to get it. Come and get it. You know, as you get older, if your parents, you know, We don't do this anymore. I'm 41, but when we were in our, you know, 20s and different things, when our parents say, "Hey, I have a birthday card for you," and we knew that there was some little bit of money in there, whatever, come and get it. No, I'm giving you something. I'm not bringing it to you. Come and get it. It's already done. It's the same thing with God. It's already done. Can you, you need to come get it? If you want it, you'll you want it bad enough. You'll come get it. You'll take me at my word. Because it's always going to be a blessed assurance before it's a natural reality. That's the, biggest, that's the biggest fact, is when you settle in your heart that God is true and every man is a liar, it'll change facts in your life. People will tell you what, 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 you, what they say cannot be done will be done.